Hey ladies, and welcome to another episode of the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast. We're a podcast that explores the fascinating and sometimes mysterious world of women's health. I'm your host, Michelle Broad. I'm a women's health adult nurse practitioner, hormone specialist, daughter, wife, mama, and I'm a nana of two. And we are so happy to have you here today. And in today's episode, we are going to be diving deep into the topic of the menstrual cycle. And this topic came about because we had one of our online accountability partners wanted to know about this. She wanted to know about the phases of the menstrual cycle, about the hormones in the menstrual cycle, and a lot of other things. So it inspired me to come on here and make a podcast for her. So Jane, this one goes out to you. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the phases of the hormone cycle, of the menstrual cycle, the hormones involved, the emotional roller coaster it can bring, how perimenopause, PCOS, and thyroid health and stress can affect it. And then we'll end with some natural ways to promote a healthy period and a transition period. So here's what I want you to do. Grab a cup of tea, get comfortable, and let's get started. So if you don't like tea, grab a cup of coffee or whatever your AM drink is, because we're recording this in the morning. So hey, happy AM. So first of all, ladies, let's start with the menstrual cycle because it is an intricate process that occurs in the female reproductive system. It typically lasts anywhere about 28 days, but some people can have shorter periods and some people can have longer periods. Everybody is individual. And it can vary, like I said, from woman to woman. The cycle generally consists of four main phases, okay? So you have four phases to your menstrual cycle. You have menstruation, you have the follicular phase, you have ovulation, and then you have the luteal phase. So let's explore each one of these phases in detail and take a look at it. So starting with the menstrual phase. During this phase, the uterus sheds its lining, resulting in having vaginal bleeding and or what we call your period. It typically lasts for three to seven days. Hormone-wise, estrogen and progesterone levels are at their lowest during this phase because that's when you're having your period. Then we move into the follicular phase. This starts after menstruation. This is a phase that is marked by the growth of follicles in the ovaries, each containing an egg. The primary hormones involved in this phase are estrogen. As estrogen level rises, it stimulates the thickening of the uterine lining in preparation for potential pregnancy. And in this phase, it generally lasts anywhere from 7 to 10 days. Then we move into ovulation. This happens around the midpoint of the cycle. That's when ovulation occurs. One mature egg is released from the ovary, and it travels through the fallopian tube, ready for fertilization. Estrogen levels peak just before ovulation, and luteinizing hormone, LH, surges, triggering the release of this egg. Ovulation usually takes place around day 14 of a 28-day cycle, but it can vary depending on you. Then we move into the luteal phase. So following ovulation, ladies, the luteal phase begins. The ruptured follicle transforms into a structure called the corpus luteum, which produces progesterone. Progesterone helps thicken the uterine lining and prepares it, in, and it prepares it to nurture a fertilized egg. If fertilization does occur, then you move into pregnancy. If fertilization doesn't occur, the corpus luteum breaks down, hormone levels drop, and the menstrual cycle restarts with menstruation. So you see, ladies, every single month you go through menstruation phase, having a period, moving into a follicular phase, then moving into ovulation, then moving into a luteal phase, and then it happens over and over. This is if everything in your body is working 
correctly. But sometimes, like we've talked about in previous podcasts, our hormones get out of whack. Some of us don't have ovulation, which is termed anovulation. Some people, their periods are longer. Some people, their periods are shorter. Sometimes people don't have periods at all. So if any of those things are happening to you, always check with your medical provider to find out what's going on with your cycle if it's not happening normally, okay? And it's okay sometimes to miss a period here or there or to have one period that may be longer than the next if it's not happening on a repetition basis every single month, okay? So now I'm going to take a few minutes and we're going to move into the next thing where we're going to explore the phases of the menstrual cycle and we're going to talk about the hormones involved, estrogen and progesterone. Okay, so now that we've explored the phases of the menstrual cycle, let's talk about the hormones involved and how they can affect our emotions. Estrogen and progesterone play significant roles in regulating the menstrual cycle, and their fluctuating levels can impact how we feel during each of these different phases. Okay, so during the follicular phase, when estrogen levels rise, many women report feeling energetic, positive, and focused because estrogen can enhance mood. It can increase your serotonin levels. That's the feel-good hormone, and it can boost cognitive function. However, as we transition into the luteal phase, estrogen levels decline while progesterone levels rise. This hormonal shift can lead to sometimes called PMS. We've talked about that on the podcast before, such as mood swings, irritability, fatigue, and even anxiety or depression for some of us. Okay, Progesterone can have a calming effect, but may also contribute to bloating, breast tenderness, and water retention. Okay. So ladies, it's important to note that hormonal fluctuation affects individuals differently, and not all women experience PMS or even severe PMS known as PMDD that we talked about before on the podcast. However, understanding these hormonal changes can help you navigate the emotional ups and downs during the menstrual cycle. Okay, so next I want to go into exploring the phases of the menstrual cycle during the perimenopause and the menopause. So here we have perimenopause is the transitional period before menopause and when hormonal fluctuations and menstrual irregularities begin to occur. As women age, the production of estrogen and progesterone gradually declines, leading to changes in this menstrual cycle. Okay, During the perimenopause, the length of the menstrual cycle may become shorter or longer and periods may become irregular. They can become heavier or some women experience even lighter flows. And the symptoms of PMS can intensify because of this hormonal shift. You can also have hot flashes, night sweats, mood swings, and sleep disturbances that can also become more prominent during this phase. Because what's happening is, like we talked about, in the regular menstrual cycle, it's happening every single month. Your body is going through all this. But here's the thing, ladies. Women are born with as many eggs as we're going to have over our lifetime. And every cycle that you have, you are releasing three or more eggs. Of those three eggs or four that you release, one becomes dominant and moves into becoming, you know, trying to move on towards pregnancy. Those other eggs disappear. So as you have more cycles and you start getting into your 40s and even 50s, you don't have as many eggs as you had when you were starting off in your 20s. So what happens is, you start having irregularities because your brain is no longer talking in sync with your uterus and this whole phase isn't going in sync. Things start to change. So again, during this time of the perimenopause, you can have periods that are heavier, sometimes lighter. You can have one period one month, none the next. You can have fluctuations in hormones. 
which cause you to have fluctuations in moods, hot flashes, and all those other things. But eventually, as you as a woman enter menopause, which is defined as 12 consecutive months without a period, the menstrual cycle no longer happens. Okay, you stop having periods. Estrogen and progesterone levels remain low, and women no longer experience ovulation or menstruation. Okay, so now let's discuss how does certain conditions affect this phase, this menstrual phase, okay? So now I want to talk to you about, again, how different conditions can affect this menstrual phase. So first we're going to start off with PCOS, which is known as polycystic ovarian sy syndrome. This can affect the phases of the menstrual cycle. PCOS is a hormonal disorder characterized by large ovaries with small cysts and imbalances in reproductive hormones. In PCOS, the hormonal imbalance can disrupt the normal progression of the menstrual cycle. Women with PCOS may experience irregular periods or absent periods, as well as difficulties with ovulation. The imbalances in estrogen, progesterone, and androgen hormones can lead to symptoms like acne, weight gain, excessive hair growth, and fertility issues. Okay, It's important to note also that your thyroid also has effect on this, also does stress. So let's look at that. The thyroid gland produces hormones that regulate metabolism and play a role in reproductive health. An underactive or overactive thyroid can cause menstrual irregularities, including heavier or lighter periods, shorter or longer cycles, and even amenorrhea. That is the absence of having periods. Stress can also do that. Whether it's emotional or physical can also disrupt the delicate hormonal balance. High levels of stress can affect the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, which we know as HPA, which controls hormonal production. This disruption can lead to changes in the menstrual cycle, including skip periods or even more intense PMS symptoms. Okay? It's critical to prioritize ladies' self-care and stress management techniques during times of high stress or when dealing with thyroid imbalances. So seek medical advice and support from your healthcare professional as needed to address these specific concerns. So now that we've discussed the phases and the impact of hormones on our emotion, let's talk about some natural ways to promote a healthy period and a healthy transitional period for those of us that are going through peri and postmenopause. okay? All right, so looking at these natural things to help us transition, First, we're going to start off with a balanced diet. And you know that I'm going to include a lot of the regular things that I talk about. And I always like to go back to all these fundamental things, okay? And if you watched our Instagram live last week on Saturday, we talked about the five or eight fundamentals. One of them is diet. So every time I'm going to talk to you about different women's health issues, I'm going to bring back these five fundamentals and hook it and anchor it to why it's going to help that particular thing because when you know why something is going to help you, you're more likely to go ahead and do it. You know that I always say that tons of times on the podcast. So here's the thing, ladies. Consuming a well-balanced diet rich in nutrients can help support hormonal balance and reduce menstrual symptoms. Okay? So there you have it. When you have a balanced diet and you're getting all these different nutrients that your body needs to function normally, that is what's going to help your hormones to stay balanced and it's going to reduce menstrual symptoms. So things that you want to include are whole grains, fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, and healthy trans fats in your meals. Additionally, foods like ginger, turmeric, and leafy greens can have an anti-inflammatory effect and may alleviate some menstrual pain. 
So if you're having cramps or different things like that, look for natural things that can help alleviate those symptoms instead of reasoning for medicines that your body doesn't know what to do with. Regular exercise. Engaging in regular physical activity can improve blood flow, reduce cramps, and it can definitely boost mood. Aim for moderate exercise such as brisk walking, yoga, or swimming. Find activities that you enjoy and make them a regular part of your day or routine or week or whatever you need to do, but make it part of a regular thing that you are doing regularly. Next, as you know, we talked about stress earlier affecting the menstrual cycle. So here we're going to talk about stress management because stress can exacerbate menstrual symptoms, ladies. So finding healthy ways to manage stress is critical. So practice relaxation techniques, deep breathing, meditation, journaling, engaging in activities you enjoy, and spending time with loved ones, and getting enough sleep can also help reduce stress levels, which in turn are going to help with hormonal balance. All right? Now, next, certain herbs such as chamomile, peppermint, and raspberry leaf have been traditionally used to support menstrual health. However, it's important to consult with your healthcare provider or herbalist before using herbal remedies to ensure that they are safe and that they are appropriate for you. All right? So ladies, here's the thing. Remember, every woman's body is unique, and what works for one person may not work for another. If you're experiencing severe or disruptive menstrual symptoms, it's always a good idea to seek advice from your medical professional. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. That's it for today. We hope that this finds we hope that this information was helpful and informative for you. If you have any questions or topics that you would like us to cover in future episodes, feel free to reach out to us on our website or on our social media channels. Okay? Take care of yourself. Embrace the wonderful complexity of your body. Remember you're not alone in this journey, ladies, and that knowledge is power when it comes to your health. So until next time, may God richly bless your week. Thank you for listening to us. Leave us a rating and review. Go over on Instagram and leave us a DM. Tune in on Saturdays at 9 a.m. Mountain Time, 8 Pacific Time for our weekly show that we're now producing over there. Leave us, you know, topics that you would like us to see covered. We are here to connect with you. All right. So again, have a blessed week. May God richly bless you. And we'll talk to you next week and bye for now. This podcast episode is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult with your healthcare professional for personalized guidance regarding your menstrual cycle, perimenopause, menopause, PCOS, thyroid health, or stress management.